It just annoys me. I spend a lot of time sitting around waiting for my old man who kept forgetting to pick me up at school. <laughs> but I'm the favourite. Shout out to you, Peter. We love you, mate. <laughs> uh, what was it? Shout out to Mavis, who cooks a great breakfast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke about Wade rooting my mother. Hey, Mum. They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. Uh, fuck, I hope everyone's recovered from last week's episode with James Pindolidis. Oh, yes. Uh, love your feedback on that, if you haven't already. I'm not saying I loved it. Oh, yeah. Ahead of time Because it hasn't gone out When we're recording this You just looked at me like You're <laughs> such a fuckhead Ow. I meant I meant we would love Some feedback Ow. on it Good start How much of a hole Are we going to dig for ourselves How much of a lie Are we going to lead <laughs> uh, Yes that's right We loved everybody's feedback On that last episode Yeah man We would Fuck I hope People have left some feedback And we would love to hear it If you haven't Because James Is a remarkable man He's Mate. absolutely Remarkable yeah, absolutely he is. Uh, I, look, I, I personally, since I first became a parent, think every parent, good or bad, is remarkable. Like, I genuinely do. I, I look at parents now and I go, fuck it. Whatever's happening for you, I'm sorry. You're doing, you're doing your best. You're doing your best. You're doing your best. And sometimes you're not even doing your best. You're just doing it. You're just getting it done. You're just fucking But then you look at someone done. like James, oh my 12 God. years deep in, in what he's going up against, and he hasn't run away from it. Like he's, he's quite the opposite. He's exactly. run towards it. And I just want to say, like, some of the stuff he was talking about on the podcast, when he got off the microphone, <laughs> oh, boy, there were some <laughs> stories that will never get released. No, uh, there's some stuff. Uh, and, and that's one of the first uh, – one of the reasons I said to you when we first started this podcast, I said, we've got to get James on. Let's just build up to it. Yeah. Um, it was because of the, some of the stuff he says off mic about his situation. <laughs> oh, man. Which you can imagine. Oh, hey! If you haven't picked up yet, uh, we're doing a episode on our own, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few reasons for that. One, both our both our partners are away. Both our partners are away. We're both solo parenting. You're at my house. Um, yep. Your kids are in the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, your your kid. One kid's at school, I assume. One's at school, and the others at uh, at daycare. Daycare. One of my children uh, is the older one is at school, but also it's not my day. And the other one, I just put to sleep, and we'll see if Wade's fucking laugh oh, will yeah. wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, we. I feel like we hadn't done one of these. In a while, even though the listener has heard one only two episodes ago. That's right. We haven't done one in ages. No, we recorded that ages ago. Yeah. And just kept fucking around with Patreon and, and didn't know how to get it up. So we had to keep <laughs> not releasing it. <laughs> didn't know how to get it up. And yeah. Thank you to everyone who signed on to Patreon. Oh, and for oh those who God. haven't, uh, you're dead to us. Please stop listening. Stop listening now. Throw your phones away. All we need is 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> No, good on you. The the point was never to exclude anyone from being a part uh, of this wonderful community. <laughs> <laughs> 
this inspiring community. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Oh. I may say I am very shocked, Wade, at the level of people who have signed on at the $25 tier. I am not. Like, because who wouldn't want the theme song? <laughs> it's a good theme song. <laughs> I don't They're understand. just two parents <laughs> who happen to be dads. I'm not going to sing the whole thing, you know. You've heard it. Let's all sing along together. If we ever do a live one, fuck, when I walk out, if everybody doesn't sing, start singing along... Why are you yourself. teasing a live one? I would never do a live one. You're never going to do one. I was thinking about getting hypnosis, actually, <laughs> to, <laughs> to get over my fear of would public you, speaking. Would you do it if you were dressed up in some sort of mascot outfit? Oh, like a character? Yeah. like so if I could fake it. Yeah, but you're just, you've, you've got a massive like bear's head on. <laughs> I read I was reading an article the other day and then uh it was talking about like this this kind of I don't know what it's called, like a a thing. This dysfunction? Disassociated. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Um, Some sort of disorder. A disorder. Thank yeah. you. Um That's a hard word to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Harley's had half a light beer and he's fucking at me. Uh, and it was, and I was like, oh, that's what I've got. It's exactly what happens to me. And like, some of it's like anxiety and depression induced. And when you're in like a situation that you're uncomfortable with, I find that I start like my body starts like floating away and it's like attached by a string. And I feel myself getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's and awesome. bigger. Like I, my, I feel myself physically expanding and someone's talking to me and I'm like, I don't, how can you not see me like swelling up right now? Can I've you not spent, see me like floating off in the... I've spent good money room? on drugs to do that to me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you snap, you bring yourself back into it and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Because and that is what I feel would happen. Um, that is what happens to me when I have to talk in front of people and that is what would happen if I had to talk on stage and it's it's, it's not, it's but not I've known this for the entirety of our friendship yeah I'm not into it and so I in no in zero way am I forcing the issue here in fact I'm quite happy to have something within my uh, career in inverted commas <laughs> uh, that I don't have to do on stage yes everything I do is on stage in front of a crowd because when we met was uh, as as uh, the loyal listeners will know uh, was on the set of Scooby Doo. If you don't know that we didn't meet on the Scooby Doo, you're a fake fan. You're a fake fan. You're a fair weather sailor. <laughs> but you, uh, so I assumed when we first met, uh, well, you're in the entertainment industry, or you're trying to be in the entertainment not industry, at all. and that was not the case. No, I was. You just were a uh, young drunk in the Gold Coast. Drunk drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that's changed is your age and geography. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm all right now. Actually, I'm all good. I'm in a but good space. The number one fear um, in in society is fear of public speaking. Yeah. Number two is death. I'm not really. Af- I'm not afraid of death. Though. See, I think everyone's got their priorities wrong. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to stand on stage, talk for a bit, get off stage. What's the, the end. worst that happens when you die? You have a big nap. Fantastic. That is good. You lay down. You oh, have a, a wee sleep. How, ah. how good would a forever nap be? <laughs> Just a forever nap. Oh, my God. I've been waking up recently. Because but dying, I've, I think, dying and death are two. They're, they're related, but they're like dying. I'm like, oh, depends how, how you, you die. go. How you go. How do you want to go? I have thought about this a bit, actually. Good. Let's, let's, this is a great positive <laughs> episode. <laughs> and when I was like, younger, I thought like how I want to go is to be ringing somebody's doorbell and then like a grand piano like falls down on your head. You know, like a cartoon. <laughs> 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 
Bang. Your wily coyote. Yeah, like wily. <laughs> but then, just recently, I was thinking of wily coyote. What I want to do is I want to set up my own, like Acme rocket, <laughs> my own Acme slingshot, and like I order it in the mail, it comes, and I like you know like put myself in this giant rubber band, and I pull myself back, 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 and then I get the girls to dress up as like um you know the roadrunner, and they race <laughs> off down the road, and I. Let go. And then nothing happens. And I start like poking the stick. And all of a sudden, boing, the rubber band goes. The girls have stopped. And I just go straight into like a metal a metal door that pops up out of the road. I don't know why the girls are involved. Actually, so I might take them out of it. You want to be horrifically maimed in front of your children. Now that I've said it out loud, I might change that up a bit, actually. You're fucked in the head. All I right. don't want to do a gig. Take Strap the- me to a rocket in front of my children. Take the- <laughs> All right, take the girls out of it. <laughs> take re- the girls out. They're rem- gone. That reminds me of a uh, Luke Heggie uh, said to me that he wants He his- was great. Great on the podcast. He's an excellent man. He wants his last words to be this, or he can't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great way to go. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, how's your... Because we haven't really had a chance to talk too much about our parenting. Uh, my parenting has been... Uh, it's kind of just been a getting it done over the last month. I haven't really engaged that well. I have um, been a bit better, I reckon. But I've just been noticed I've been like rushing the girls in the morning. Especially right. during the week, and because you got to, you like you, they get up in the morning. Got shit, you got to get done. You got shit, you got to get done. And so this weekend, when I mean, it's just me and them, uh, my goal is to not rush them at all. Yeah. Where are we going to the park? All right. Well, there's no need to rush. If you guys want to spend twenty minutes getting to the park, that's a hundred meters away. Who cares? We, then who cares? It's who annoying cares? as fuck. It's annoying as fuck. <laughs> so like the oldest one's such a fucking dreamer. Like I dropped her at school today and there's like a, a moon, like a, a moon-shaped leaf on the ground. And she's like, oh, look at this moon-shaped leaf. And I'm like, yeah, I can see it. But also like your class is going in. you got to go in. She's like, man, that moon-shaped leaf. I might have a c- closer look. <laughs> you know, so she yep. just crouches down. Yep. She's just picking it up. I'm like, dude, we got to go. Shit to do. Fuck, what if she's late for class for my minute? Well, see, this is my, I, I have two sides of that. And, and it's good the, to teach kids punctuality. They're it's completely good. conflicting sides because exactly right. On one side, you, you're like, the class starts at this time. That's when you arrive. Yeah. This is a life lesson. This is going to set you up for the future that when you make appointments, you turn up to them and you get there on time. Yeah. On the other side of things, who the fuck cares? It's a fucking, There's a moon-shaped leaf. Just have a fucking we go with that. But then on the other side of it, it's a fucking leaf, mate. And, and it probably comes from a tree that just grows leaves in that shape. <laughs> fucking hell. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like it's good to teach your kids like um fuck it's just you gotta teach them uh like the balance. Like there's a time and a place. When you have an appointment that starts at a certain time, you be there or you be there early. Because I'm not Because it's rude. You're you're wasting everybody else's time. Absolutely. As as Heath Franklin would say, he lives vertically. No. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Heath Franklin would say, and it's one of my favorite sayings ever. Uh, and I may have said it before, but it is you're being generous with other people's time. Exactly. I fucking love that saying. It's excellent. Uh, it's so, and I have a mantra: if if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Oh, hello. I want to be early to things that have an official start of time. But say if it's like I'll get there around 12, and I'm just spending it. If I'm like a few minutes late, I'm not too worried oh, that's about not a it. 
Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, like, no, no, you say you're going to be there at a certain time. You just get there at that time. You just be there. You just be there. I remember, like, Claire was out for dinner um, once and she... Just the once. Just the once. <laughs> she got to go out once. Yeah. That's enough. That's fair. She <laughs> uh, that's a quality. She sends me a text, like, um, uh, I like at the time, she got there, like, five minutes early. She sends me a text, um, like, ten minutes after she'd been there going, oh, they're still not here. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Then 10 minutes after that, she sends me a text. Oh, they just sent me a text and they're running late. I'm like, you send that text well before. Correct. You don't send that text 20 minutes after someone sat down at the restaurant Absolutely. and go, oh, I'm running late. They ended up turning up like, I think it was nearly an hour like after no. she'd been sat there. And I'm like, why did I got angry at her uh, for not leaving. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but she just wanted to see her friends. I don't think she really cared. But I was outraged. Uh, I'm outraged then, with you. And then, like, uh, I think I was dirty on them for, like, a, a couple of years. Whenever I see these people, I'd be I'd just like, fucking, you yeah, owe me that, an hour. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is rude behavior. I was traveling just to a social occasion the other day, but I had said when I would arrive. Yes. And, and I did not um, factor in the, the traffic that I hit yeah. to arrive at this social occasion. And even though it was going to waste more time, I pulled over. To make a phone call to say there's no way I'm hitting that time. How hard is it? Like if it's not hard. If you're running late, you know you're running late. You don't know you're running late like 20 minutes after no. the fact. You know you're running late an hour before. You're like, oh, this isn't going to happen. I've Better cocked s- this up. I've cocked this up. No stress. I'll send a quick text because it's an hour before I'm supposed to meet the person. So it's all going to be yeah, fine. Totally. Let's change this podcast to Timekeepers. <laughs> That's what we do. Welcome to Timekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we help you stay on track. Fuck, we sound so boring. <laughs> just like so rude. Just like the most boring people in the world. You get there on time. I just, it's just annoys me. I spent a lot of time sitting around waiting for my old man. Who kept forgetting to pick me up at school. <laughs> but I'm the favourite. Shout out to you, Peter. We love you, mate. <laughs> uh, what was it? Shout out to Mavis, who cooks a great breakfast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke about Wade rooting my mother. Hey, mum. <laughs> Uh, you know, Liz Duffin is coming over to visit in August. We'll yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old man. Oh, you know, I was on a podcast the other day. We'll, we'll do a, a plug for another podcast on here um, that's called The Phone Hacks. Very funny podcast. Great. Um, Check it out. Um, so anyway, The Phone Hacks. Uh, what they do is they, they you swap phones and you can go through somebody else's messages, search history, uh, photo reel, uh, and then the end, the guest that's on the podcast has to do something um, on social media or text somebody or whatever, right? Yeah. The suggestions that they had for me uh, included a text to you. <laughs> so Nick Kappa, one half of the of the show, the other is, is Mike Goldstein, um, said, all right, so he's been listening to our podcast. Um, his girlfriend's really into it. He thinks it's really great. And he goes, oh, I want you to text Wade. And I was like, okay, what do you want me to text Wade? Um, say, it's been a really hard morning. I really want to hit them. Um, can you help? And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I have it texted. It took me like a few seconds to register exactly what Nick Kappa was asking you to do. Yeah. To like... 
So it was a parent-related text, right? And I have texted you hundreds of messages <laughs> way worse than that. I was like, that is like a non-event, mate. <laughs> like, why would just go, yeah, I'd hit him too. <laughs> Do you want me to come over and help? <laughs> like, anyway, we didn't go with that one. We went with the one where I uh, lied to people on uh, my Instagram account that I had just been cast in Neighbours. So funny. <laughs> so Which is pretty funny. funny. Um, and... Uh, I sincerely hope that I actually do get on Neighbours. What a fucking goal. I'd be on Neighbours. Um, I'll tell you what I've been struggling with and see if you've got any advice. You, you never really do, so... <laughs> I'm not even sure why we talk about parenting. We've never really, <laughs> really helped each other. Well, there's nothing to solve. There's here's, the, here's the problem. They're all unsolvable. I can... Yeah, that's the problem. And here's where I'm at with the older one. I am trying so fucking hard to get the back back chat um, and smart mouth, basically anti everything I say, back chatting happening. I'm I'm trying to get it to stop and I don't know how to get it to stop. Mate, you just got to wait it out. You just got to wait it out. Like that's, man, I feel like if you've tried everything else, you've tried like uh, coercion. Because kids have like short term memory. They're like goldfish. That's why you got to keep fucking hammering shit into them. But you, there's got to be some sort of ramification. So I said, this is what I said to him the other day. I said, mate, I am so frustrated with you, and I, I'm, I'm being honest. I absolutely do not know what to do, and I'm trying to. And this is exactly where for what I said. I said I don't want this to feel like a threat because it isn't. But when I was your age and I was behaving like this, it was literally beat out of me. Yeah, that's what happened. It got yeah. beaten out of me, and I said I don't want to do that to you. And I can't, so tell me what I can do. Of course, he didn't have any suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) The one time he shuts up. (laughs) (laughs) And then I quoted Jerry Maguire. (laughs) And I said, help me help you. (laughs) And he looked at me like I was insane because that's the way I was acting. Yeah, but you're like at a point, you get to a level. Parenting is all questions. Where are the answers? Where the fuck, fuck are the answers? And not, oh, they're on a book, they're this, they're that. Fucking every kid is different. Every kid is different. Like when you read like a parenting book and it's like, well, if you if you do steps A and B, then um, C will follow. Like, oh, sure. For five kids out of 20. Yeah. That's helpful. Five times out of 100. Five times out of 100. And it's not working every time. No. Nah. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I just, I genuinely don't know how to stop it. And it's becoming, it's, my, my worry is that it's actually becoming a social dysfunction because it's not just on me. I sit in and I, and I try to observe uh, on play dates or at the schoolyard or the occasion where I'm, I'm around um, him and his teachers. And it's, it's, it's a constant. Yeah. It's a constant, no, that's incorrect. Nah. Yeah. I know this. It's not all kids. Like, uh, my kid's not worse than other kids. This no. is just what I'm. Uh, Struggling with with this, this particular like, yeah, kid. Like every kid's fucked up in their own way. Yeah, they're all got their own problems. But this is this is morons. my current gotta solve it problem. Yes. And so I said it, this to him the other day. And again, it's just a fucking it's just an empty threat because I'm not going to stick with this. But I said he's got a brand new friend um, who he's really uh, they're really actually bonding. It's kind of the first nice proper fen- friendship. And I said I'm taking away your play dates. If if you can't if you can't talk to yourself, I said you, I want you to spend some time get inside your own brain and have a chat with yourself that if you don't fix this constant back chatting, then I'm taking away play dates with your mate. 
and which his eyes went nearly fell out of his head with shock. Yeah. I, I, that I, and, and like it was real, and that's a very important thing to him, and he didn't want to lose that. But the reality is, uh, when we organise a play date, we'll just have a play date. Yeah. Like I'm not holding him to that, so yeah. I shouldn't even say it. No, like empty threats, like, and it's so easy to make an empty threat and then like um, not follow through because it just it feels good in the moment. It yeah. feels good in the moment to go. Here's a little bit of power I've got over you, and there's no power there. There's no power. There's no power, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. Like about um, the back chatting because PJ, the oldest one, they, in fact, they both do it. They're both fucking pretty mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it wasn't that I wasn't mouthy. Fuck, I was mouthy. Uh, like, and and for a long time. But there was there was a bit of there was a moment of um, fear in my head that I knew if I, had I was a, really I, had a, I had a fear in my dad yeah because yeah. if I was kicking off I knew I'd get hit by either one of them not like a like I wasn't scared of him no no I wasn't scared it was a but healthy fear there was a healthy kind of level of fucking oh yeah I will do what Barry says same with Liz actually I reckon Liz was a bit more of a fucking she was a bit more of a dark horse Barry you kind of <laughs> you kind of knew where you stood with Barry he was a fucking he was a bit more of a serious have a few jokes but you know he told you to do something you do it Liz she'd be like oh fucking sunshines and sparkles the next thing you know you little fucking <laughs> and then she'd be like oh would you like some cookies like what the fuck is happening <laughs> going on here can I tell you like what she used to do to cannot us cannot wait to have her on the podcast <laughs> what she used to do to us as kids and she would stir like her cup of tea like uh, with like a with her metal spoon like her boiling hot cup of tea and then she'd just place that spoon on our hands <laughs> it was just funny to her she's like ah I burnt you <laughs> and she'd laugh and when you get angry at her you're like what are you doing that hurt she'd go oh I suck it up and she'd like get angry at you that you were angry for being burnt <laughs> <laughs> she was funny. My mother did not do that. Uh, oh, I, di- I did. I didn't get hit uh, as much by my mother as I did by my father. Um, I barely got hit as a kid. Very actually. Rarely. Look, I've joked very, about it on stage rare. and talked about it on here. Barely, but that's because Handled it got times. done efficiently. It got done early, and it, it, that kind of that bad behaviour sort of thing got beaten out of you. But I also think like that works for um, some kids, but not for others. Like I. Uh, remember like a kid at primary school and he was like I thought he was like the cool kid like he smoked and he was 10 he is and cool he, and he was cool smokers are cool <laughs> 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 uh, and he would come to school and like he would have like um, marks on his legs and like his not, that's parent, not cool his parents would like hit him with like um, jug courts kettle courts you know no like, good and but I didn't think it was bad at the time. It was like, oh, Scott, you know, this was the eighties. Yeah, early, everyone was early nineties. Yeah, and so like you were like, oh fucking, this kid's cool, and he's like, yeah, that, whatever. But it didn't stop him from mouthing off. It didn't stop him from like not coming to school with fucking. Probably made him worse. Like, I was a pretty sensitive and emotional kid, especially sensitive, and so I would just shut down. So if somebody yelled at me, I wouldn't. I would start sulking, and so I wouldn't um, like hitting me or like yelling at me. I would probably stop doing it because I like I just want that behavior to stop. But I wouldn't stop hating on yeah, that right. thing, you know. Because the whole beating out of me that that I got was a very different kind of beating out of me. It was it was hard. I barely ever. remember my childhood. I, I try to remember it. I'm like fuck it. It's just it snatches. It's bits and pieces. I can picture I can picture a large chunk of it actually. Yeah, I had a really good childhood. It was really great. I had and a and one. I, I can't really there, there's one or two moments I can remember my dad very very frustrated in the moment that he was hitting me. But most of the time, it was a 
it was a cause and effect. It was a it was a punishment for something that had happened, and so it's like okay, you did this. Come into the room now. This is happening. Yeah, and you're like okay, fair enough. I remember like when I was like um like eleven, like I shoplifted from the warehouse, which is like a Kmart. What'd you get? Like um three bouncy balls and like a Snickers bar or something. Worth it? Yeah, totes worth it. Anyway, I got caught by the police. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're doing their job. (laughs) Catching down on the hardened criminals. They took me home. (laughs) Three bouncy balls. You only need one. <laughs> I got greedy. <laughs> every criminal, every criminal was like, "Don't get greedy. <laughs> that's what, that's what get what say. you need. Get out." Oh, but it was the heist of the century. I think I was like bouncing. It was I'd bounce it on the ground and then hold my pocket open. It would just like bounce into my pocket. <laughs> well, you need to do that three times. <laughs> I don't know how they caught me. <laughs> anyway, I got taken home by the police. My Doing mom, it on the way out of the shop. Boing. I remember like that guy just grabbing me. It's like, I want to see what's in your pockets. And I remember that feeling of going white. I was just like, oh, because I didn't really think there was, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I hadn't thought about the consequences. Right. You know, like I knew, like I shouldn't be doing this. This is a terrible thing to do. My parents were fucking horrified that I'd done it. They were mortified. Um, Got home. Liz is furious. She sends me to the room. I think she called up dad at work. I got brought home by the police. Uh, and I was I had to wait like maybe like three hours for like my dad to get home, and that fear—that's the worst part—had built and built and built and built and built and built in my head until I was, I think I was like crying by the time he came home because I was so anxiety-ridden. And then I think my mother felt sorry for me <laughs> and my dad. And he was—I think he was pretty steamed. But then I never got hit for it. Like and then like bring out because they'd bring out the belt and whack me on the hands. Yeah, like, that's what the thing was. Because they saw like how fucking the job had already job been done. done, and yeah, I never did it again. Like, right, that was it. What was? And was there no other punishment? You didn't have to go back and apologize, take the stuff back. Oh, they took it back. I think I was I was grounded for a while, probably. I the, all I remember from it is that feeling of anxiety just rising and rising and rising to the point where I was having almost like a mental breakdown. And you can't get on stage, you say? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared of my dad. Like, um, I was just so scared of my dad, and I just, I just remember it. <laughs> Fuck, I remember that. Barry, I'm gonna fucking hit him when I see him next. <laughs> I'm gonna take him out. He's getting on. I can take him now. Tell you what, I'd fucking sign up for that. If every hit that you ever lay on your child is gonna come back on you, that's right. Fuck it, I will. Absolutely, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board. I don't care. I'll wait till that fucker is big. Bring it on, mate. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely don't want to hit my kid. I, I have no interest in it whatsoever. No, um, neither do I. Like, and also, I have no judgment on it happening to me. My point is neither. that we've talked about several times. I fucking don't know how to get the behaviour to change. And you feel that a. Like a quick smack? Yeah, it might jolt it out. Might jolt it out. Yeah. It's like a, the same, like it's a quick bark. That's right. We'll jolt it out. Yeah. It's a physical bark. Yeah. It's physical barking. That's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Physical barking. <laughs> it just doesn't make people <laughs> have serious future mental illness problems. Anyway, I, I also think that uh, the age that he is, we are hitting a, a level on this shit. And there's, a, yes. there's another side to this is that his what I'm calling back chat is also him um, uh, creating his own identity and saying, no, I don't agree with that. And yeah. so there's that side of it that I'm actually trying to encourage. Yes. 
So, you know, mixed messages are good for children. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Fuck, solo parenting, man. I fucking... Part of me finds it uh, easier. Look, there's... Not not like the whole part of me, but part of me is like, oh, yeah, like... Uh, one, it's because you can make a decision. Yeah. And two, you're not relying on someone else to make a decision. And I think now that I've said that out loud, that's more of it. Yeah. Like it's more that I'm not like waiting for like, oh, well, Claire will do something or I will do something. Because we're, you know, like who's going to do this thing? Whereas yeah. like, oh, no, I'm just doing it. It's because you're not having it. a committee meeting. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm currently solo parenting, but only one and, and yeah. the easier one. The two-year-old is so easy. Yeah. There's a, there's a really simple schedule. Oh, mate. Solo um, parenting one kid is just a dream. Mate, I just threw a rug over that couch that you're sitting on yesterday, and yeah. that was half an hour of enjoyment for him. All I did is throw a rug over it. <laughs> and then I sat here on the computer and double-screened it. I had uh, a show on, and I was uh, and he's under the, under the thing just talking to himself. Just easy as hell. Time. And the thing is, um, a certain uh, amount of solo parenting, so a, let's say the the four days that I'm, or yep. three nights with Walter, is easier. I'm not better no. than I am when there's two of us here. No, no, It's no, just no, no, that no. there's no committee meetings, so I just make a decision. For instance, the last two nights for meals, I've gone, oh, we're just going out. Oh. I can't be bothered cooking at home. And so then all I have to think about is what I want to eat yep. and then what scraps I'm going to give Walter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it is, it's just, it's a simpler um, thing. But then yep. you, you get to a point, like uh, yesterday I had some really important stuff I had to get back to. And so then it became way more screen time than I would ever yes. give that kid in a week, in one yep. day. I was like, you're just going to have to watch back-to-back -back play school so that I can get this done. And that's you just do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. And then, you know, you three days deep of that and then you're like, someone please come and help me. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you talk about like solo parenting, it's like easier, like for a finite time. Absolutely. Absolutely finite time. If you're out there as a solo parent permanently, fucking hats off to you. Friend, well, it's you are a, it's fucking a, nailing it. This is the first time that I've actually uh, solo parented with Walter for multiple days in a row. Yeah, um, and he's two and a half. Yeah, um, so that's pretty astounding, um, considering the 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 effort and commitment that Henna has put in. Uh, but it's been a little bit triggering. Yeah, because right. I solo parented uh, Leo for three years. Yes, and still it was only half of the week. Yeah, um, but it it was. Look, there was a lot of joy involved and a lot of great times, but it was also really fucking intense and really lonely and yeah. um, emotionally and physically exhausting. Like, a shout-out to any solo parent. Any solo parent. Especially if you have no one around you and you're just doing it on your own. Oh, my God. Because while you shout don't have... Shout-out to you, Liz Carlin, when you were in Melbourne. I yes. She's back in Adelaide now with yeah. her family. What a fucking absolute legend she was. Because while you don't have the committee meetings um, and the constant negotiation of what decisions you're going to make which drives me can drive me a little bit insane yeah it, those things are really actually they're really great to keep you sane yes because when you're in your own vacuum in your own head making decisions continually by yourself you're like i have no idea if this is correct yeah because you've got like support like we have support yes like claire and i like fucking support each other like all right and sometimes you're like oh i just want to do it this way and she just wants to do it that way blah 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 but overall you're fucking you're on the right track and you're just getting it done and yep. so when she goes away i'm like 
well, we've set up a good base. Yes. I've got a good foundation. Fuck, it's funny. Like, as you talk, the good ideas come out, don't they? Yeah, they really do. <laughs> it's re- so we've set up we like should do this- a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we've set up, like, this good foundation of, like, um, of how we live our lives. So when she goes away, it all runs quite smoothly. Yes. And so that's why it's easier. Like, Absolutely. we've already we've already got the, the ball rolling. I've just got to keep, like, pushing it along. That's exactly the you same know? with what's happening the, these last couple of days with, with Walter is Hannah and I, and most credit to Hannah, have set up this base with Walter yep. of what we do and how the day sort of plays out. Yep. So all I've got to do is keep doing those things. You were, the routine's already there. Yeah, You've totally. just got to follow that. You don't have to set up your own routine. No. And when you're solo parenting, like it's like, I know for a fact, like I can enjoy these next few days because I know Claire's going to be there on Monday. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. Also, I know she's coming back. Oh, well, I assume she's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> if not, mate, there's a spare room here. Um, I uh, because when I was solo parenting, not only was I making the decisions on my own, um, I was also in contrast um, and in conflict to the other house. Yes, because one, we weren't communicating because yeah. there's a reason we broke up, uh, and and two, I didn't want to. Um, have any kind of dialogue I just wanted to get it done myself yeah. so it was, there's some days where I would just be completely lost even yeah. though some of the some in fact most parenting is so fucking simple really it's just the the everyday um, in and out monotony of it that you start to go I don't know what I'm doing but also it's simple but you're so like I guess because it's like it's a child you're emotionally invested, and when they start like um, having these ideas of like uh, what what they think is important, like say, you can get so caught up in a kid going, oh, "I I need I need the scissors to, to cut out the bit of paper," and, you, and and it can be the most important thing in the world to them, and you get sucked into yes. like how important yes. it is. And when you step back, you're like, "Fucking have some scissors. Who gives a fuck?" Yeah, you know, like you know, like you get oh, so sucked you've lost into- a finger. Yeah. Uh, You've got nine others (laughs) But you know Like the other day The the thing that I really um, Appreciate uh, In my Relationship With Hannah um, And 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 even when When you're here uh, In terms of There's There's some There's a mirror Held in front of me And my behaviour When I'm on my own Like I'm like I don't know I I can just go. I can go from zero to a hundred So fucking quickly And it happened the other night um, And Partly, I I was in the right to be frustrated. Yeah, I just wasn't in the right to be as frustrated as I got yeah. in front of my kids. It was just really shitty. Um, both of them were just not doing what I needed at the end of the day. I'd had a really busy day and I sort of lost it and then was storming around the house <laughs> just getting things done. Like I was just packing stuff up and ranting and raving and then just like there was just a moment where I looked at Hannah's face and she was actually had a lot of compassion towards how I was feeling because it had been frustrating and uh, that, that, that moment brought me back out of where I was and I could come back down, get bath time done, get them into bed because yeah. I knew I had a teammate. Yeah. If I didn't have that teammate, that would have escalated to the point of just go to bed, I don't even care, shut the door, bang, and then I'd yeah. be sitting there in my own steam. Just stewing. Stewing on it. Yeah, fucking, it's hard. A similar thing happened to me the other day where I was like getting so frustrated with the girls and then I barked at them and then Penny started crying and then Claire looks at me, just this look of... I'd take more confusion than compassion. <laughs> she was like, well, what just happened there? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I overstepped the line. I just got too into it. And then I just asked her. And that's another thing. When your partner's here, you can say, 
do you mind doing the bedtime? Because I'm not in the zone for it. Mentally, I'm, I don't want to do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. sweet, no yeah, problem. Totally. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And like, Claire and I understand that if, if it's your time to do, you know, bedtime or to do any particular chore with the yeah. kids and the other person asks you to do it, they're not just being lazy. It's because they've just... They've hit the broken. level. They've hit a level. Yeah. He's got no problem. I'll step yeah. in. It's funny. You just remind me <laughs> when you said, PJ, uh, you got upset. I, <laughs> yesterday, the heater was on quite hot because I had the um, clothes drying in front of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Walter had gone over and turned the heater down and I barked really like um, quite quickly at him. Um, it was fine. I was just like, yeah, get away from that. Just really intensely. Uh, because I didn't want him to burn himself because it was very hot. And because I'd, it was so abrupt, yeah. he went to immediate cries and he came over to me and this is what I thought he said. <laughs> he went, don't hit me, Dada. Oh. And I was like, oh, Baba, Baba. I'm, what? Goes, don't hit me, Dada. I was like, what the... I was so grateful that was happening on our own. He wasn't saying that in front of other people. I'm like, that doesn't hit you. And he goes, no, no. And then he said it again. And he go, and basically what he was saying, because he's just sort of emerging with his language, is it's not hot data. Hot <laughs> 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 iron. And then I was like, yes, it is, you idiot. <laughs> it would burn you. Don't hit me, dada. Oh, fuck. Anyway, shout out to the solo parents out there. Yeah, good on you. Just doing it. Well tough. done. Hey, a couple of things to talk about here at the end of the podcast. One, uh, we'll reiterate how grateful we are for those who have got on board at the ground level uh, for the Patreon. Still no one on at the uh, $1,000 tier. I'm very surprised. I'm surprised. Very surprised. I Still 10 left to those. There's 10 left at that tier. <laughs> if you do want to get in at the $1,000 level, um, the reward, uh, if you want to go and have a look at Patreon, uh, is that I will get the rat fuck emoji and right. your name tattooed on my body. <sighs> Amazing. I mean, what a gift. What a gift. Worth the investment. May I add, too, you're going to have to pay for the tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying thank you very much. For whatever uh, level people want to get on at, um, uh, we we really don't give a shit. If you don't want to be on it, we also don't care. Um, Thanks for getting involved. I have uh, started cheating on Wade. I know. Disgusting. I have actually... I've started cheating on you. I've started a brand new podcast, which I assume... By the stage that uh, this episode goes out, the first of those have gone out. I have seen you operate, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the difference with that podcast is it does have a producer on it. Someone's so, taking care of it, yeah. Yeah, someone's doing all of that. I've got and nothing to do with it. And it's called... That's the Drink Talking. That's the Drink Talking um, with so the very funny David Quirk. That's right, David Quirk super, and I. super funny. Um, and there's not a great deal of crossover, but uh, although I do assume parents do a lot of drinking, so it's all about um, the first one was all about beer, uh, but they'll all be about different alcohols uh, plus alcohol fueled stories. You know what's funny is because I was also thinking about starting a because you've been talking about that's a drink talking for a long, long time. Oh, years before this even years, started, like well before. Yeah, I remember the chats. I've done a live show, full season of it, and it's a I great. Never I recorded it. I've been to the live show. It's excellent. Like the, it's going to be a fantastic podcast. Forget this. Dross. <laughs> Fucking fuck us off. That's the drink talking. That's where the money is. That's going to be the good stuff. But like, um, I also had like an idea for like a like an alcohol related podcast. 
And when I mentioned it to you, you were like, oh, yeah, that's that's the drink talking. And I realized <laughs> that's where I got the idea from. <laughs> <laughs> but you would be a perfect fit on That's the Drink Talking and you will certainly be a guest at some stage. You're going to have to get through the producer. Um, I'll put in a good word for you. But <laughs> you uh, you work in a wine store. You know a lot about wines, so we'll do that. So, parents, if you look, if you need a drink, uh, you can even come down and watch us um, record that one. At the Espy. At the Esplanade Hotel in St Kilda uh, is where we record it. Uh, so, anyway, I just thought I'd say that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, also, people at the $10 tier on Patreon... Um, you get to be involved in the uh, uh, online uh, closed Facebook group. Uh, yes. And part of that is you will help the content for the Patreon episode um, by uh, providing content or asking questions so that we will provide uh, the content. Yeah, um, and if you want to ask a question in private, either shoot, just shoot us a message. Private messages. Private um, message. Either DM on the us. Shitting with the Door Open page. Or, or the Patreon. Or on Patreon or our own um, Facebook handles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'll find us somehow. Uh, so, just before we go, I've been meaning to ask, uh, and I keep forgetting because I'm a great friend. You are the best friend I've ever had. But you are, uh, well, Hannah, more specifically, is pregnant. Yes. And this is a parenting podcast. Yeah. And we don't really talk about we it. We haven't talked about it. And I just want to know, if you're comfortable with it, how's it all going? I'm, uh, I'm actually... I'm. I thought about this the other day. I'm a little bit too zen about it. I think Hannah might be a little bit concerned about that. Um, I feel completely fine with it. But then when I feel too fine about it, I, I, re- I realise that this is the first time I'm going to be uh, an actual dad of two children in terms of the close succession yeah. and the full-time nature of it. Um, and we, um, I had a... a a relative amount of time off uh, sort of the end of last year and then sort of leading into Taboo. And then Taboo was quite um, exhausting yep. uh, in terms of its uh, contact time. And long story short, I've got to go back out into the coal mine and earn yes. some fucking money. And so I've got a tour coming up. Uh, I've got all sorts of other things that I'm doing. And there's gigs coming in right around yeah. <laughs> due date. Yeah, And I am... Normally, I would be like, no, absolutely not. I'll, I'll I'll lock out a week before due date. Yeah. And I'll block out probably two to three weeks after due date, yeah. giving myself a month window around that time. The, the truth and absolute honesty is I can't afford to do that. Yeah. And so I don't... One... One booking came in, so due date is 21st of October, yep. and I just got a gig that's uh, on the 26th of October oh. in the Gold Coast. And look, I think I'm probably, I'll, I'll probably end up saying no to it. Yeah. But I, I'm conflicted on both. So, uh, both both decisions yeah. are important, and I and I genuinely, it's, it's a very simplistic um, position to take. Well, you just do the child. That's it. Like you'd be there for you, you, you just be there. Like, oh yeah, sure. And then what do what what do we eat? What do we? That's right. On? What does the kid? What? Do, how do I keep the heater on? Yeah. Like, uh, how do I how do I keep the wolves away? Uh, all of that shit. And it's uh, the birth of a child is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and that doesn't matter how many kids you have. You're only going to be at the birth of that child once. Yes. That's it. That's all you've got. You've got one opportunity, and I definitely do not want to miss it. No. I don't want to go. That's not what we're saying. Yes, I don't want to be jumping on a plane and yeah. flying to a gig that's a very short-term fix um, yeah. because you'll eat that up pretty quickly. 
Uh, on the other hand, if I say no to it at this point and then the baby comes on due date and then five days later, I'm like, I could have gone on a plane and gone and done that gig. Yes. It's a really ridiculous conversation to be having in your head. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people would just go, no, it's black and white, but it fucking isn't. It's it, not black and white. Man, that is just a conversation. You've got to find out what you, you and your partner are comfortable with. Well, but that's that's the conflict of my job is that it doesn't suit these kinds of life moments. It For, just doesn't suit it. Because you and I, like, kind of... Claire's, like, in the same career as you. And so it was very easy for her to say, well, I can't do that job. Because she was due. Because she was due. Yeah. <laughs> she was just physically just couldn't do it. Yeah. And she, um, by law, wouldn't have been allowed to get on a plane past exactly. a certain time. So exactly. So she just couldn't leave. But look, I've had, I've had a couple of mates um, within the entertainment industry that worked right up until popping. Yeah. Like literally like, yeah, went out and did a gig and then went, okay, and went into labour the next pop, day. Pop, pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, not recommending that or um, being critical of it. You yeah, make your own choices. For me, it's like, well, I've got to be here, but I've also got to go out and earn the money. And the problem with this fucking country is how big it is yes. and how far away you've got to go to certain things. Um, outside of that, are you looking forward to it? Oh, man, I'm pumped about it. I think... Um, I don't know why I was. I was obviously really apprehensive uh, about Leo. Um, that there was other extenuating yeah. factors involved in that. Um, I was absolutely pumped about Walter, um, but also felt like it was quite early on in my relationship with Hannah. Yeah. Um, but also was 100% sure of how I felt about her and how yeah. she felt about me and that we were planning, you know, a full future together. So this next kid uh, is I'm w- even more secure in it because Hannah and I had some really in-depth conversations about it. This was the plan. We wanted this kid. I'm like, I've got this covered. I know yeah. how to do it. Fuck and yeah. there's just a bit of a niggling part of me going... You're gonna have an absolute shit storm of a time, <laughs> <laughs> and all I think about is how much joy that will bring you. <laughs> because you're more set up now. We're more set up, and um, you've just gone through like, um, like you'd already gone through Leo, but now Hannah's gone through Walter. Like everybody has a better idea of what's happening. Yeah, you can see what you need. You don't have to do, and what you do, you and, can do. And Leo's that much older too, so. He's less of a factor. Yes. He was a big factor in Walter, yeah, because he was that much. He was he was six, yeah, um, you know, six and a half uh, uh, when Walter was born. So I was really concerned about his emotions and his ego and all of that around it. And rightly so, there's been some issues around there. Yeah, um, this time he he's it's it's just a it's another kid for him. To, yes, it's another little brother or sister. And I know that he's going to be really excited, so that's fine. Walter's a bit of a concern because of you know he's only two and a half sibling rivalry. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to manage that? We've got no people around us. In terms of the new baby, it's like, fuck yeah, yes. And that is perfect timing uh, to end this podcast. The great Walter now. Another excellent episode, I have to say. Anyway, Walter's woken up. Bye bye, dads.